I just want to help those guys. In life, it's not just about football. The knowledge, they'll have a lot of coaches. But like to bring them in a good mindset, especially as a goalie, it's like the mental stuff is so crucial and important. And to bring them like in a good mental spot. And players remember me like that. Oh, he helped me a lot to be confident, calm, put mistakes to the side, realize that mistakes is a part of a game. If they remember me like that, that I was helpful in, in, in football and in, in life, I would like that. Yeah. That was our guest for today, Oka Nikolov. And my name is Omar Zini. Welcome to the Life Through Sport podcast. As you heard in the intro, Oka can be found regularly tapping into his 22-year career to help guide him in his daily life as a goalkeeper coach for LAFC. And from the outside looking in, you would think that Oka's 400-plus games with German giants Eintracht Frankfurt and his legendary status at the club meant that the stars always aligned and that the road was paid for him to succeed. But that couldn't have been farther from the truth. From contract negotiations to fighting relegation to the club often looking for his replacement, you'll hear all about how Oka had to reconcile with his ego and learn how to be humble with every opportunity. Through these invaluable experiences, Oka became more introspective about his misfortunes and not only found ways to thrive in spite of them, but has since seen those lessons pay dividends in his coaching career. You'll hear all about his inspiring journey throughout this episode. Once again, you're listening to the Life Through Sport podcast. My name is Omar Zini. Enjoy the show. Oka Nikolov, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, welcome to uh, the show. I've been obviously we worked together at LAFC for this will be our second season together. So I've always wanted to have you on, and uh, obviously I know you as a coach, but you had a big career prior to that. How was that transition from the playing side of things to the coaching side? First of all, thank you for having me. Yeah, I was waiting a whole year to get here. <laughs> yeah, when you start playing, it's it's never easy because um, you try to find your place. You don't know really what you like, what you want to do. And uh, actually, I I didn't want to coach. And like in my player career, I was always thinking, no, coaching is not not for me. But yeah, but I end up coaching and per um, accident because. Um, a youth coach in Frankfurt uh, had to move, so I had to step in. Uh, I didn't want to do it. I was just looking to do it for one month, start loving it, and still doing it. <laughs> well, before, you know, obviously you had, and uh, in the intro, I'll explain it to everybody, but you had a, a great career in, in Germany with uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, over 400 appearances. Obviously, you guys were going back and forth between Bundesliga and Bundesliga 2, but now, obviously, the transition to coaching and you were at Philadelphia Union, which makes the story even crazier. Philadelphia Union, and then going to LAFC, and now in your first season, you win it all. So what was that, I guess, last season like for you coming into LAFC? It was actually, I was before and uh, with DC United. Let's say we didn't have a good year in DC, and uh, Steve uh, Cherundo got the job, and he was looking for staff members and uh, was looking for a goalkeeper coach, and I called him, and uh, I'm happy to end up here. And... Um, I must say from day one, LFC um, was super welcoming. The people are super welcoming and helped me a lot to yeah, be like immediately um, in the group. Yeah, what were you thinking about when you first got into the group? Obviously, Max was a, was a pretty big signing for the club. Mm -hmm. He spent a decent amount of money on him. And so for you coming into a situation with a brand new club, what were the initial conversations? Actually, the, the first talks were pretty good and he, Max is... Uh, super confident guy and uh the beginning pretty easy with him because he he likes to work he, he's listening he wants to learn so as as a coach it's 
super easy to work with him. It was like all all goalies, they made me super easy. And uh, we had a great group last year and have a great group again this year. And um, yeah, it's super fun to work with those guys. How did you feel at the end of the season where obviously John had to step in for Max? Max gets injured in like, I think the 118th minute. And we all know what happens after that. John saves PKs, does a great job. John makes, I think, one appearance in the season against Colorado. What was that dynamic like with John? Was it always just like, hey, stay ready just in case? Or I know John is programmed a specific way, but do you have any maybe advice for coaches out there who are, you know, have that number two that's hungry to play, but the number one is being consistent? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know John since day one. I'm in MLS since 2016. So that was easy for me because I know him over years and I know what he's able to do. I know he's uh, even as a number two, every training, 100%. He works hard. He's waiting always for his chances. And uh, he's kind of made for those situations. He's like always ready. And I'm no, I know what he's able to do. And that's why last year I want to bring him badly to LFC because we changed uh, the goalie positions a lot. And uh, we were looking for number two. And he was actually not on the list. And I said, like, that's impossible we need this guy <laughs> thank god we got him yeah the, the, the entire club is happy with that yeah uh do you oh maybe sorry for interrupting but uh maybe we talked like about the pks right so we all do the stats and we are all prepared and um we have all the numbers and we have like the papers on on the bench so i, I just asked him do you need that and he said no so he knows what to do say great and he did that's a Again, it's it's about goalkeeping. There's a lot of stats, and um, but on the end, the human and decide. And yeah. he did his own thing, and he did great. Yeah, we have obviously we have different types of characters in goalkeeping. We have the guys who are just athletic, but then on the emotional side, maybe they don't have it under control. We have goalkeepers who emotionally have it under control, but maybe the play doesn't follow. Then you have as best as you can as coaches, try to find the goalkeepers that have those two married together. Uh, so for you, obviously, playing 400-plus games in, at the top flights in, in Germany, what kind of a goalkeeper were you? And, and what were your memories of that? Hmm. I wasn't super athletic, that's for sure not. I was more like um, reading the game well, be on the right spots. Um, it's actually tough to, to judge myself. I was like pretty consistent, maybe not many mistakes big mistakes or we do all mistakes but not big mistakes i think i gave the the team always a good feeling there is somebody who can help us yeah so your youth career if i'm looking at it right you started in sandbach is that how you say it mm -hmm. okay so you were there for i mean almost almost a decade mm -hmm. and then you moved when you were 15 to sv darmstadt mm -hmm. and then from there you made your move to frankfurt at yep. 17 mm -hmm. um i know frankfurt is a top club over there and i'm sure that that is you know, the pinnacle for a lot of players. So when you were at Darmstadt, when you got the call to make the move to Frankfurt, I think it was still the youth team there, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. So was that a huge move or just like for you, the next step in your career? Yeah, it was. It was a huge move. Um, Darmstadt is also already like in the biggest youth league. So it was already, I played uh, in a good, they played Bundesliga too. So, but it was a smaller, smaller club. It's still a smaller club, but... Um, but when Frankfurt called, um, there was difference with all those. Frankfurt is like historic and like since day one in the Bundesliga. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a big name in Germany. So when they called, it was like, all right, <laughs> it's uh, something. But actually, um, I had also like 
uh, offered to go to Cologne. So it's also a bigger club. And as a kid, uh, I, I shouldn't say that here, but I was a Cologne fan. So so I was uh, struggling to make the decisions. But, you know, I want to stay with Mama and, and Dad. And um, so I stayed in Frankfurt. So they influenced the decision? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And that's, for you, was that kind of like the, you recognized, oh, okay, people are taking me seriously as a goalkeeper and then like I have more aspirations now or since you were a kid you always said I want to be a professional goalkeeper no actually I was a I like to play on in the on the pitch more than be a goalkeeper but again it was like on accident I end up in goal because uh, our goalie had uh, left town they moved and uh, the coach said like all right everybody goes in training goes once in goal so you know as a kid it's fun to dive to jump around and so that's how I ended up in goal. But I was fine with it because I played Saturday and Sunday, Saturday in goal and Sunday on the pitch. So so it was fine. So I was fine with that until, yeah, people recognized, oh, there is something. So then I stayed in goal. <laughs> and then you, you make it the, the move from the youth team of Frankfurt to the, I think it was the second team, correct? Correct, yeah. What was that move like? Because now you're in a top club, mm -hmm. correct? And... Now you're going from the youth team. A lot of players go into the youth system and don't really make it out because mm -hmm. you know their talent's never realized. But for you, making that next step, again, for you, for your family, for your friends, was that a moment of, of pride, of joy, or just another, I guess, another step? I mean, I grew up in a, in a little in the burbs, so in the suburbs, and uh, people talk, and it was like, oh, you know what I mean? And I felt, I felt as a 17-year-old, like as a big star. But then after that, the second team is... You know, they recognize you, but not that much. Mm -hmm. So you're young and um, you're a talent and there's so many talents out there. But um, it was for me, it was a big step because like from youth to go to to men's football, it's a, it's a big step. And uh, it took me a while to to adjust and uh, they didn't let me play from the beginning. So it was also like in my head what's going on. So it's like you're not used to that. You played the whole youth career and... Uh, now it's even not much talking going on why you don't play. It's just how it is. So you have to work and try to get in goal. It was um, a big step for me like as a person, as a man to grow up and uh, and to, to work hard. So no one was really coming to you and saying, okay, we signed you because we see you as the first team goalkeeper. It's more of like, we see you, there's talent, but you need to kind of con continue to navigate this in the way that you feel fit. Exactly. That was like... Even that was like, oh, yeah, we like you. We want to have you in the second team. You're talented. And that's it. Wow. There's not much. I see future. Um, I see you in two years there. We want to pull you up in the first team. There wasn't not much. It's like, yep, you're talented. And we want to keep you and see where it goes. Do you feel like that helped you grow in a sense of like, I need to create the tools to uh, figure this out on my own? And then... Now, as a coach, there may be some young goalkeepers who may feel as though, again, their place is not yet defined. Mm. Do you communicate that? Or is, again, because no one over-communicated to you, you almost see that as an opportunity for you to pass that lesson on? Um, I, I, I think it made me humble. Because as, as a teenager and then in youth, you play you play the highest, highest level in, in Germany and it's, and friends look up to you because it's a it's a big deal. And um, but then you come and in a second team with a lot of men, and you are kind of you start again. So it made me humble to all right. 
you have something here that's that's great and don't don't give it away and work hard that's yeah. what they want they want that you work hard and um i missed it a little bit in the youth now it's like they are not humble or grateful what they have or what people like put on work like also in in the youth and and they think everything comes without work and not showing up or whatever yeah i try to make i make that clear to to especially younger goalies yeah that's smart i think that's where the professional career and you sitting with those emotions i mean at a young age reconciling with those emotions i think that is what i think uh, professional former professionals can offer to the goalkeepers as well um, but you do make a move to the first team I think it was in 1993. So you're just, I think, maybe just maybe turning 20 or you're still 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think you play maybe the first year, but you are you are in the first team fold at that, at that time. Mm-hmm. Uli Stein was the goalkeeper when I came to the second team. Uli Stein was the first team goalkeeper. It's a big name in Germany, national team. Played, I don't know how many games for Hamburg and Frankfurt and uh, was one of the best goalkeepers in Germany. So he was the starter at this point. But uh, something happened. So he got fired. He got like kicked out of the team. And then um, this, the, the second goalie got in goal. So that took me up as a second goalie. I was his backup just for the rest of the season. Uh, but he left the second goalie and then they took Andy Köpke. is also a bigger name. And... Um, to Frankfurt and um, made me as a, his backup as a f- like sign of my first professional contract as a backup and uh, I didn't I didn't play the first year at all I mean I was I was just happy to be there like <laughs> to it was a great team I mean there was like JJ Okocha in the team it was like Andy and Anthony Yeboa Uwe Bein, like a lot of big Andy Miller there was so many big names there I was just happy to be around those guys and uh yeah it was great it was um it was a great feeling yeah that's where i think in and you finally make your appearance the following year so the 95 96 season do you remember does the date even if i say the date of when you made your first you do you know what it is i don't know the dates but i know the games okay i know i exactly know when i hear that i have to play because there was like a reserve league Mm -hmm. so we were traveling playing i don't know where but we just finished and I just went in the bus. And I don't know, did we have uh, phones already there? I am not sure, but somebody came to me or somebody called me. I, I don't know, but I got I got told, all right, Andy Köpke had uh, pulled his uh, calf. So he will be at least two to three weeks out. So, and that means that didn't say you will play, but in my head was like, boom, and my heart rate, gates immediately up and yeah that's what i hear that i had to play yeah september 9th 1995 against fc kaiserslautern mm-hmm. i don't know I, i'm that's my best german that's accent, good it's pretty good it's, you guys, yeah. well, you guys win 3-1 at mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. i think at the time you guys were still in the bundesliga i think mm-hmm. that year you may have dealt with relegation but in that game what do you remember about that day that moment so not much um it's it's actually crazy because we go always one day before the games and home or away we stayed in a hotel and i don't remember if i slept or not slept was nervous not nervous i don't remember that i remember waiting outside before you go on the field like with the team i remember that i remember i was super nervous i remember this part and it took forever to get out there but in the game there's not much memory from the game. It's yeah. maybe because you're focused, nervous. I don't know what it was, but 
it's just little flashes but uh, not yeah. much memories i'm sure for you like you said you're so distracted with the nerves that you don't really have an opportunity to even recognize all the fans i think there was like 25,000 at the at the game that day and your family's probably out there your friends were you ever kind of just like all right like i've i've finally made it or were you saying wow i got a little taste of it now i want more because my situation was pretty clear we had the german national goalie so in our team so it's not all right you're not playing that's clear so i was more like i was still pretty young and i was not there like physically learning so i was just happy to learn and uh, be there but yeah but after this year i will say or after six months i said like that's i want to have that i want to i have more i want to play on some point and um realized how um like with football what's your 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 hobby what's your your love is and you can make money with it and then say like all right i i have to hold this yeah, yeah, it's evaluate even more. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, after that season, uh, and and Andreas, I mean, you said Andy, but and Andreas Kopka, mm-hmm. he moves to Marseille, mm-hmm. and so now obviously they may have seen a little bit of you in those four. You played, so you played the Bundesliga game, mm-hmm. and then against uh, Kajerslautern, and then you had maybe like DFB Pokal, like a few games after that. After that, I played Leverkusen a week because it took two weeks to um, Andy to get uh, fit again. So I played two games in a row. And then he got injured or red card again in during the season. I remember it was cold, rainy. It was in Gladbach. He got a red card or got injured and I had to step in again. So maybe that's all the games I did. Yeah, but now you're 22. He leaves. Mm-hmm. When you got word of him leaving, because I'm sure the outlets over there they picked that stuff up, picked that stuff up quick that he's going to move. Mm-hmm. Were, was there a conversation from the coaching staff to you? Hey. Okay, it's your time, or were you kind of in your own head like, oh, if he leaves, it's my, it's my time. <laughs> no, I mean um, to be honest, um, we got relegated this year. Yeah. So he he played national team, so he, he was clear he's leaving, and um, and Frankfurt had a lot of money problems, mm. so that was like a big part that I became a starter because um, there was no money there. They were looking for every position. Because Frankfurt, they didn't want to stay in the second Bundesliga, so they want to get up immediately, and uh, they didn't trust me. They we had actually the, the second backup was also a young goalkeeper, so they didn't trust us at all or the team in general, the team. So it was was a tough process, but they had also like they couldn't sign many players, so that was like my luck. So they made me as the starter. I had a decent year in the second Bundesliga, but we didn't get promoted. The following year was like really clear, right? That's Alka's our yeah. number one. How did you figure out, yeah, I guess, your identity now as the number one? Maybe you recognize that the team wasn't trusting you, but it's an opportunity. Like you said, you start to value it as you mm-hmm. progress in your career. So what was that like? It was It was hard because like... You're happy, but then you feel all the pressure because the expectation was like end up in a second Bundesliga first. That's the expectation when you when you come from the first Bundesliga, and uh, we didn't do well. And on the beginning, I didn't well either. So um, it was a lot going on pressure, and you get all the media, read all the newspapers, and um, and it's not helpful. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while to adjust to to find my confidence to. Or we as a team to find like our identity because it was like a lot of players didn't want to stay. They were first league players, so they just were looking 
to leave. They were really into this, like, oh, let's do, let's get promoted. So there was a transition year, kind of players left in the in the in the half season, like in winter. So end of the season, we find our identity, and uh, we end up sixth or seventh. What was not bad, but also not good. But then uh, we built like a team, or we had a roster. What we said, like, all right, we can. The following season, we can do that. Mm. Was there clear indication that you were going to be the starter coming into that preseason, or were you in the number two? I guess you guys were very young, but were you guys competing? For competing, that role? Oh, we were you were competing. Okay. Yeah. What do you remember about that competition that maybe put you ahead of him? Mm. Uh, I just remember when I when we got told, "Oh, you compete." For me, I was like, "What? Like we compete?" I thought that's like my spot. Like uh, again, not humble enough, too much in your head. And um, but it was good that that they made it open because it made me work harder. Mm. So obviously you have that season where you're in Bundesliga 2. You said you guys found your identity towards the end of the season. Coming into next season, was that a situation where you guys said, it's, we're, getting, we're getting promoted? Because, I mean, you guys did. <laughs> we were not full of confidence, to be honest. Um, but we knew we have a good group. And this group is like stick together. We knew that. The first couple of games was crucial and we played well. We didn't concede a lot of goals because... <laughs> We didn't play much forward. But after five, six, seven games, we thought, all right, that could be our year. So we, we were confident and uh, and we knew if we do this and stick together, we have a good chance to get promoted. How many games did you guys have before you, re- you realized you were promoted? Did it come down I think to way before. Okay. Like we four games before the season end, like the first three, they got promoted. Uh, and um, yeah, I think at least the last four games before the, we played the last four games we knew we got promoted how was that promotion celebration it was great because like the fans in frankfurt are crazy and they they're craving uh, first bundesliga soccer uh, football and it was amazing and it was a relief and to give the people back what they um, want and it's tough to to put it in words because the when you get relegated the whole city is hurt and it doesn't it, where you go you get all those questions and and football is there the whole day and twenty four seven, and um, it's it was kind of a relief and uh, yeah, something good to give the people something back. Sure, yeah. I mean, now you guys get promoted, and now you're you had a little bit of a taste of Bundesliga football. Your first two games, obviously, but now mm. you are the guy. Mm. And like you said, with the second team, maybe you're walking around the city. No one really knows who you are. Mm. And now I'm sure after that promotion and now get you said giving the fans an opportunity to celebrate and to kind of boast themselves a little mm. bit. Uh, now were you a star coming into that first Bundesliga season? I wouldn't say a, a star, but we as a team knew like what's going on. So stay in the league, like just don't be the last three spots in the table. So that was just our goal, and uh, we knew that. The coach also was clear, just go over the, the line. But after a couple of games in again, actually, I think we had a decent season. We did. Yeah. Um, and then we felt, oh, it's not that hard, actually, right? It's, uh, it's kind of the second Bundesliga. But then I felt like, just like in my personal memories, I felt like, all right, I can compete with the other goalies. They're not way better than I am, so felt more and more confident. Yeah, I think your identity now starts to shape a little bit when you have that on your resume, mm-hmm. and I think that's where everyone can look at you and say you have the potential to get mm-hmm. to that level. But then once you see it in yourself, you're a whole different beast. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that was like a change for you a little bit. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's um, first the playing what I did, 
I was like, everything felt natural. You you just do, and everything you made the right decisions, and uh, yeah, you feel like all right, I belong here. And uh, what make it also easy made it easier for me is like I remember my first game against Bayern Munich in Frankfurt. So you stay again outside, wait to get on the pitch. Oliver Kahn is next to you. You're pretty nervous, right? But but then you look at him. He was nervous. He was like, couldn't stay still and was like, wow. All right, if he's nervous, that's kind of a normal thing. So that helped me to realize, all right, they are just human beings too. So, and it was helpful to see like, the superstars, how they how they react to stuff, and uh, it was helpful for myself. Mm. And you do, uh, you guys, you guys stay in the Bundesliga for three seasons, but in that third year, it's uh, 2000, I think 2000, 2001 season. You only played four games in that year. Was that a situation where somebody came in and and they replaced you? Were you dealing with an injury? What kind of happened there? Do you know who was the coach? Oh yes, Felix. Felix Magat. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, that was my. He was something as a coach. He, um, I remember when he came. He came uh, in winter, like after the first half of the season, and we didn't do well at all. We were last or second last place in the table, and uh, the head coach got fired. And we had a couple days off, so I went for vacation, and then I uh, got the call. He's the coach. I don't know if people know him. Oh, it's, he's a super hard. It was like not fun you hear just all those stories he trained super hard and and all right then uh, when i hear the first time when i hear that i went for a run <laughs> to get fit but then actually a day later he called me yeah he called me and um he wants to see me in his office so i said like i'm on vacation i will be back blah 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 so i went back and went in his office and I never will forget this conversation. I was too young. I was not prepared, not confident enough. But he basically told me, all right, you're the reason why we are there. Or the people say, you are the reason. So what should we do? He asked me as a coach. <laughs> I was not prepared. Not Again, I was like not a young man. And he said, like, oh, I don't know. You're the coach. So I said, like, all right, then we get a new goalkeeper and he asked me, should I do that? He asked me if he should sign a new goalkeeper. And uh, again, I should say, like, super confident, no, I'm here. Or bring one for the bench or whatever. But I said, like, again, uh, I don't know. You're the coach. So and he brought a good goalkeeper in. And that was, like, the first time I got benched. So, and uh, actually, and we stayed in the league. Um, but it was, yeah, he, he was one year there. And it was like, oh, not a fun time. I mean, you had a good string of years when mm -hmm. you are the number one. And again, you're, that identity starts to form. You have confidence in yourself. And then a situation like this where, again, a lot of times we can kind of push the results on the goalkeeper, on the players. But sometimes the infrastructure just may not be as, uh, as good as the ambitions are of the club. Mm -hmm. So, again, maybe you guys get into that position where you need to be rotated out. Mm -hmm. What was that for you? Did you ever have a moment where you said, damn, like I... I'm gonna quit or yeah, leave. Like yeah, one hundred percent. You, I mean, we we all have an ego, right? Maybe too much sometimes, and um, you blame always other people. But yeah, on the beginning, I was upset and and couldn't understand, and and I was actually the one who played 
all right and the other guys stink so you look back and go through the games and say hmm yeah all right maybe so it's not that good and here mistake there mistake but it was hard for me it was hard for me after all these years playing and then uh, be benched and i was just shocked on the beginning but then you accept it and uh, start working but i remember dirk heinen was his name he played really well he played really well so it's like <laughs> it's like can't get back and that was like the start when i learned um, also to accept good performances so if somebody then i accepted all right he's doing well and he deserves it so i never said it loud but in my head and that made me just all right work harder wait of just chance some point he will struggle too it was again again a good learning moment to grow as a as a person and see that you always have to work and be humble and also respect the other people yeah that's where I think a lot of times those experiences really teach you a lot of those, uh, I guess, skills that you have to have and, and things you need to understand in terms of your personality and characteristic traits that the world isn't so uh, so perfect all the time. And then when those moments do come where it rains a little bit, you kind of have to be able to, like you said, change your perspective. And it seemed that though, like recognizing, oh, if I look back at some of the games that I, I played, it, there's a little bit of, uh, there's just to it. Like the coach is probably right about this. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And not immediately, but six months later, I looked back and watched the games. And actually, not the beginning of the season, but end of the season, um, I had games well, messed it up. Messed it up. Like I lose the game. So there's no... You can't, you can't talk around it, So, but you don't feel it that way when you play. So it was a good learning moment for me. Yeah, and you end up getting the position back. or How, how, how long until you got the position back? I, it, it took a while. Yeah. It took a while because he, he was a really good goalkeeper. Um, but I think after a year, because we got relegated, and then he started in the second Bundesliga too. But he struggled in the second Bundesliga. And um, on some point... They put me back in goal. But back, back to that point again. By the way, I listen to like, uh, you know, Ben Foster, right? You've heard of mm -hmm. him? Yeah, so he has a podcast and he's talking to Tim Howard about, you know, when they brought Van der Sar in to replace him at Man United. And he's just discussing essentially that like everybody will look at you and say, or like they kind of expect you to support the number two or the number one yeah, as, as the number two. And he was like, yeah, of course I supported him, but I was hoping he was, I was going to make a mistake. And does that, that mentality, like you said, you're appreciating the way they're performing, but also too of like, I'm okay if you make a mistake here too. Yeah, you shouldn't say that, but yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Again, ego. It's all about ego. And yeah, you're a team player for sure, but you come first. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't play, I feel less, something less. I don't know, something was missing. I felt less as a person. I felt less in my community. I felt less in my family. So it, it's it's actually stupid, but I guess that's how we work yeah and yeah i didn't support him <laughs> i didn't i just i didn't wish him bad or i didn't but i didn't support him i did my job yeah and um with some goalies i talked with some goalies we didn't even talk it was a different time it was just um yeah it's that's not much supporting oh when he had a great save I, i'm not clapping my hands yeah. so it was just different it was um yeah, there was no support from my side. Well, you do, again, from there, you end up getting your spot back. 
you play, I think, one season, 19 games. The next season, again, you're you're back to full capacity being the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus Pearl. Do you remember that name? Mm-hmm. So he comes in from FC Cologne, I think, in, in 2003. Mm-hmm. So, again, at this point, you've reestablished yourself and maybe in the community and to yourself, your personal life, mm-hmm. things are starting to make sense again. Mm-hmm. And then I think at that situation, you guys do get relegated again. And or they go now to Marcus, and, and he becomes the starting goalkeeper. Were you at all again thinking about leaving mm-hmm. Frankfurt at the time and saying you know what but I need to stay because I need to stay loyal or is it all mm. just I need to take care of myself no I think there was the point when I said like all right I'm 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 over this it's like I get always blamed or I don't get the appreciation I'm supposed to get so I had always the feeling they tried to replace me they always brought somebody in so I, I was in my head was like I'm done with this and uh, I think it this or the following year, I tried to leave and had an offer to um, Tenerife because it was a German coach and he knew me and he was looking for someone. And I, I was going for it without thinking, actually. Just, I got, I was hurt. Like, why me again? Like, I, it was like uh, the ego came back. And uh, actually, Frankfurt didn't let me go. And uh, thank God they didn't. Again, not reflecting, not thinking, not appreciate what you have, not be grateful, what... Um, Actually, also Frankfurt give to you. You you give back, but also Frankfurt gives something to you, right? The people. And uh, I just want to leave there because I was hurt, like, yeah. without thinking. And, and actually, my people say, it's better for you. It's like, great, stay here. And then thinking about it, I agreed. And um, and I said, all right, let's, let's stay here. Yeah. Uh, how does that affect your personal life off the field? I'm sure when you're having to go through all these situations, like were you someone that needed to be around your close people or do you say, you know what, I need to deal with this on my own? It depends. Like after bad games, I I was on my own. Didn't talk much. It's actually bad. Um, even like with my family or my marriage. I mean, I talked, yes, no, but I wasn't like communicating really after I messed up games. It took me one, two days to get back halfway to get back to be normal. Mm. But like when I was benched, I was like on the beginning, it was hard. But then I was like, accepted the role. I always worked hard. And that's, I guess that would help me. Also the people to recognize, all right, we can rely on him anytime. So when we need him, he's there. And I also just realized on some point or accepted, I wasn't a flashy goalie. I did my job. I was consistent, but I wasn't like the super show, like the super had the super saves mm. so and um i guess that's why a lot of people always try to replace me and always brought other goalkeepers but yeah on the end i played always so and it was like on some point i accepted and got used to it got more confident say all right let's see yeah. let's see what this guy can so let's compete so and it was like actually made me what I'm now and I don't mind it and I had a great career and I'm actually thankful for the bad and the good times. I mean, make, you make a good point there. I think some some identity crisis starts to creep in a little bit because you've built your career off of, uh, again, being consistent, maybe not being flashy, but that's who you are and it's worked. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that kind of wrinkle in in time comes in and you start realizing, oh man, is it not working? What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and I'll use myself as a, an example, there are moments where you kind of go like, okay, well, if this person, for me as a coach now, it's like if this goalkeeper likes this style of coaching, should I completely 
disrupt my flow and then try to accommodate them in, in the way they see things? Or do I want to stay with, stay true to who I am and then find a way to, to mesh with them? And I think as a player as well, like you're saying, okay, well, obviously you guys are bringing in new goalkeepers who maybe have a little bit more flair. Is that what you want from me? Okay, let me see how I can do it. So was there ever a moment where you're like, I need to abandon? Yeah. Oh, for sure. On the beginning, for sure. But on again, on some point, I ac accepted that. And I accept that that's who I am and I'm fine with it. And actually, the player liked that. And I was, I felt confident. The player felt confident when I played. So, and on some point, no, that's me. I, that's how I am. And you like it or you don't. Yeah. So, you let me play or you don't. <laughs> well, in that, in that situation, they didn't let you play that much. You had one, uh, I think, one appearance that year. And I'm sure, again, it's just like your body maybe was happy. Like, hey, you know, let's take a little bit of a break here. It's good psychologically as well. Let's take a little bit of a break from the nerves. But again, that's what I think made you a club legend at Frankfurt. And maybe the fact that you stayed and you said, you know what, I'm just going to fight for my opportunity again. You get the opportunity again. And I think one of before they had the European success recently, but a big one for you guys back then was the, the DFB Poco run where you guys made it all the way to the final that season. Again, you got your, your spot back all the way to the final and you guys lost to Bayern Munich. What was, again, you reestablishing yourself now with all this, I guess, wisdom of, I need to appreciate this, but also too, what was that run like? It was, it was, it was great. And uh, I remember I was even the captain this year. If we had won, I would, the job. yeah so it was it was a good year and we like had again not the best team but we survived and um they put me more in charge i mean if you get the the, the captains um if you're the captain so you have more you feel they have more responsibilities you have to do more and have keep the team together and it was it was it was fun it was um you had good people i remember that good players like good personalities and uh and we stick together. And always when, when I had this feeling in those years, I, I knew it couldn't go wrong. And even like the cup final, we were the better team against Bayern Munich, but lose 1-0. And uh, I even remember after after the cup final, little party. You lost, but still your family, everybody's there. I remember a conversation with the coach and uh, what he told me, what's his plan is with me and what happens the following year. It's so crazy. It's just... Our business is crazy, and um, but it was a great experience because the cup final to play the cup final in Germany is, is a big deal, and you go even it's always in Berlin, and you go two days before the game. There is so much media, and uh, it was a good experience. Mm. What was the conversation with the coach, if you don't mind? Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, just to give you a little bit, of, he you're my captain, you're the guy, and then he benched me the first game next season i don't know why i don't know what came in his head he never explained it. i went to his office he never explained it i was the captain i i don't know maybe i did something i he never told me i wow. have no clue it seems like that club every time they give you a little bit of success they pulled the rod the yeah they always too. gave me a punch in the face yeah <laughs> uh, yeah but uh. yeah that that was again i was like a, after then when i got older and um then I played again, but uh, Kevin Trapp came, mm -hmm. so I realized pretty quick. All right, this dude is just better. He's so good, and uh, and I was older. I was thirty seven, thirty eight, something like that. And uh, 
I mean, I saw it. He's just better than he have to play. So it's no... And he was a good guy too. That makes it harder. <laughs> but uh, like those years and even the years before I played, I start, like then you start to... All right, that's what you do. Like you start to see the fans. You start to see like to get more what you do. Like you're not that... Fo- I mean, I'm, I was focused on the game. But like you see what's going on around. Mm. And then that's where you realize, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, That's... I mean that's great. Like the people going nuts ninety minutes. Like when you're younger and play, you don't see that much. You don't. You hear loud. It's loud or not loud, but like then you see all those little things, and um, it's great. Even like they benched me so many times. It's like I had a great career. It's a great club. I had great people around me, and um, yeah, again, it made me what I'm here today, and it helped me a lot to find also my way to coach or go through all those experience, help me to talk to the goalies. Mm. So I know what they go through. I'm so grateful for that, what I experienced, and yeah. it helped me in life. Yeah, I think so. I mean, after that uh, that DFB poker, the run, you guys had to the final. You guys were in the top flight for, I think, five or six more years. Mm-hmm. So again, you played... A considerable amount in those times and then Kevin Trapp does come in and then from again the articles that I read there was a situation where people they were a little bit older right so mm-hmm. like at that point they you're a club legend already you've kind of already passed that threshold and Kevin Trapp gets injured and people were like man we're in really good position I think that season you guys mm-hmm. finished in sixth opportunity to go to Europe and I think mm-hmm. the fans at the time were like I think maybe this guy's glory days are a little bit behind him we don't really trust him and then you end up having I mean towards the end of the season you had some of your best football probably of your career take me through maybe was that kind of like the end of the road you realized okay before I go to the U.S. or try yeah. to go to the U.S. to play I need to appreciate this uh, actually at this point I didn't think I would go because um, I was in negotiation to stay one more year but yeah I remember that I remember that because I was like a, at a football show when uh, Kevin was with the Kevin Trapp was with the national team and they did some promotion shooting a commercial whatever with Mercedes and uh, he slipped and fall down and broke his hand and after the show they told me he broke his hand so I played cool but I didn't play the whole season so I was older yeah it's like ooh I got a little bit like all right Again, like you get like you was good with your position, uh, but then um, I got nervous and uh, yeah, I remember my first game back and uh, I remember we won, thank God. But I felt like, wow, that's too fast for me. It, like I really felt it was too fast. It was like I was, didn't play the whole season. That was my first game. End of the season was the last six games or eight games. I don't know. And this game felt not right. I was not in good positions, uh, came not always, but often too late. Couldn't find my rhythm at all. Thank God we won, but I got like tricky goals, but I, it wasn't my mistakes, but still I didn't feel good about it. And I was like sitting after the game and was thinking, wow, that's, that's maybe it. that's what it is. It's like, it's over. Mm. It's not for you. Maybe you're too old, but you can't just quit, right? Yeah. So... So yeah, there was another week, so I worked, training, um, knew what I need. And um, then we played in Augsburg, I guess. Uh, but we lost this one. Mm-hmm. But I played well. So I played, all right, that's felt good, felt good rhythm, had good saves. And then after this game, I had a good run. I played all those games really good. And uh, yeah, it was... 
had also some lucky PK saves, what <laughs> helps you like mentally. Yeah, it was like how you said, like maybe one of my best games I played. Yeah. So, you know, it was crazy actually. And then, uh, yeah, what you can do with experience on, and, and, and like communication with your guys. And um, I realized it's on the end. Mm. Yeah, you realize it's like, it's tough yeah to keep that level up yeah yeah you come to the realization but I, again at that point you've already, you've serviced the club for i mean 22 years you had a you know incredible career and i think the first time you got hired at lafc i typed your name into to youtube and one of the first videos that came up i think maybe bundesliga or frankfurt posted it and it's you with an earpiece on the field with a microphone in your hand and the entire crowd singing your name what was that was that the proper send-off that you felt uh, was enough I don't know what's the proper send off, but again, like my career was like up and down. It was like, yeah, they, they call me a legend there, but it was not always like that. There was times I didn't have a good standing with the fans, but like when I realized when I was older, like my thirties, I realized where my, how, how I am, like how I play football, how I give interviews, how I stand to the club, how I stand to the fans. I got my, my, my status end of my career, actually, because I was always supportive, always um, for if they benched me and I was still there and um, came back and played well. And people appreciate that. And I guess the last eight games helped a lot, mm. too. And uh, the fans actually wanted to keep me one more year and actually I, I i was going to stay one more year but again like negotiations and business is tricky <laughs> too and uh and then i said like all right i'm, I'm not doing this shit anymore like yeah. they lied to me so i had a chance to go to philly as mm -hmm. um in mls to play like my last year in, in philadelphia and then the mls was always a dream of me so i said like uh it was way more or less money but i said like that's a dream of me i have to do that so that's that was my first experience in MLS. It's it's so interesting when you are on the outside looking in. You assume a player who's been there at a club for so long, it's just a straight line. You don't really think too much of the ebbs and flows and all that stuff. You just say, okay, they played a ton of games, but you don't know what the conversations are like with the, the new coach, the head coach, the assistant coaches. You're a captain now, so maybe there's more is ex expected of you. So you don't have as much downtime and, and that maybe weighs on you. And, and those are all things that I think, uh, which is why I love doing these kind of thing, uh, sh these shows and conversations, because you get a little bit more of an insight into that. But uh, I guess I'll ask you two more questions and then I'll let you go because you got to get to the office. But having done all that you did as a player, any regrets? Yeah. Um, I mean, not really regrets. Like my career, when I look back, sit down, have a, a margarita or tequila and I'm... It took me a while, but I'm really proud what I what I achieved. Like I had a great career. I didn't win trophies, but stayed with one club that long. Um, I'm not regretting anything. I just will work harder, especially in the gym. That's a little bit. I was lazy there, especially when I was younger. I realized late that like physically, like fitness is so important and. I'm not regretting it because we're all human beings, but like make like quick decisions, mm. like emotions. Don't. 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 Give your time. Talk with your family. Talk with your people who surround you and, uh, and reflect. 
before you make big decisions because you can if i end up in tenerife i don't know if i will be here and actually tenerife went then down and down and down maybe it was will be my end of my career and it's like it's just not a good decision not thoughtful decision what i made um and that could be ruin your whole career or life yeah so it's like yeah those two things okay last question I love this part. Is like with the your legacy as a player and as a coach now. How do you want to be remembered? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. I, I just want you know. We have so many good coaches. I just want to help those guys. Give them my experience or my knowledge, or also in life. It's not just about football. Um, to bring them to a path on a good path they can go through life or through football the knowledge they'll have a lot of co- uh, co- uh, coaches but like to bring them in a good mind especially as a goalie it's like the mental stuff is so crucial and important and to bring them like in a good mental spot when players remember me like that oh he helped me a lot to mm-hmm. be like confident calm put mistakes to the side and uh, realize that mistakes is a part of a game don't make quick decisions. If they remember me like that, that I was helpful in in, in football and in, in life, I would like that. Yeah. I'm noticing now where you don't really, think of the business side, you don't really have these goalkeepers sometimes for too many years. It could be a loan. It could be a one-year contract and they're gone. So you're almost saying like when you have that time with me, I wanted to feel like I was inclusive. I put my arm around you and mm. essentially maybe, you know, having those conversations that as a player you loved from coaches, but also that you were maybe missing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I appreciate it. I know uh, I've said it. Uh, maybe you don't listen to the podcast, but I've said it uh, multiple times. You uh, opened a lot of doors for me last season and coming in and, and just supporting me and, you know, saying, hey, like if, if I'm sending guys down to you, I need to see what you're all about as a coach. And, and I think that was uh, inclusive from the coaching side of things. I know you do it for the players, but from the coaches. So I have experiences that, I mean, from last season, I'll never, I'll never be able to uh, relive again. But it's just they were amazing so thank you so much for opening those doors for me and hopefully that uh, we can get a, another repeat this season and and keep working together so that'd be great thank you thank you thank you for having me here and um yeah i mean again like it's it's we have no secrets there's not it's like coaching is uh, an open book but like i think the human beings it's more important than uh to help each other to form each other and uh it's not that just you learn from me. I learned also from you. So it's not like I'm also a little bit selfish there to see you exercise, how you think, and it's like always and and give and take. So it's 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 um I had a great time too. So I was like always also thankful to have somebody next to me. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll continue it, and yeah. uh, I'll let you get to work now. But thank you so much, Oka. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you.